Welcome to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention, hosted by Vedette Global Media. 100 days of support, of hope, and encouraging stories from entrepreneurs who had to reinvent themselves, pivot, and create in a time, in a challenging time like, like 2020. We hope you enjoy these stories, follow them, and more on our Facebook group, Media Mastery. Find us on Facebook. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Angel Tussie. I am your host. Hey, Media Masters. Hey, friends. I'm Angel Tussie. Welcome to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention. 100 days of support, encouragement, tips, and hopes of people who have reinvented themselves or have started something new during this time of change. And we want to come together and just give you all the tips and support and encouragement and the tools that you need to reinvent or start up. I'm a media mastery specialist. They call me a media matchmaker, helping entrepreneurs leverage the power of OPA, other people's audiences, to attract more leads, make more money, and build a fun business from home or from anywhere that you choose. I'm a 12-time published author, and I want to tell you about my very first time when I became a best-selling author. Now, if you are an author, you know it automatically elevates you into a whole new realm, elevates your credibility, and puts you in a, in a whole new field, right, of people that have always wanted to write a book. If you've ever thought, I want to write a book, I would love to become a published author. At our Media Mastery Bootcamp, we teach you how to become a published author within 90 days with a very specific strategy, a very specific formula of publishing what I call your food book the book that puts food on the table, the book that attracts more leads into your sales funnel, helps you leverage one-to-many so you're not just talking onesies, right? One-on-one -on -one to people. If you ever had, you know, people want to pick your brain, you know, they're tire kickers, fence sitters, and you feel as an entrepreneur, you're spending all your time giving away all your juicy goodness, all your intellectual property for free, right? at the end of the day, feeling used and undervalued, it might be time to scale up. And one of the fastest, easiest ways to do that is to put all of that knowledge inside of your food book and allow that book to become that sales funnel to answer those questions. You know, for those people that want to pick your brain or don't want to invest in, in you just yet, they can buy the book. If you can also use it to um, you know, to onboard as a bonus for brand new clients. There's a lot of uses and tools for it. It's also an incredible way to create a residual revenue, right? Uh, ongoing income without any upfront costs of inventory if you use Amazon as your sales partner. So um, we cover all of that at our Media Mastery Bootcamp. But when I first wrote, first published my very first book back in 2009, I published a book called Lists That Saved My Life. And I'd always wanted to be an author. I'd wanted to, maybe not always, but for a very long time, I had wanted to be a published author. And yet I didn't know anybody around me. Nobody in my field, in my stream, in my sphere of influence had been a published author. Nobody I knew had published a book. Yet I knew like this was one of those things. I want to do this, but I don't know who to ask. I don't know who to go to. I don't know where to find where to find this resource. And one day I saw that my friend who had a restaurant was hosting a book signing event 
for a local newscaster. Local news guy had written a book, published a book, and he was hosting his book signing event at, um, at Jane's little breakfast restaurant. And she was keeping it open after hours. So I thought, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and pick this guy's brain and ask him, you know, how did you, how did you become a published author? Like I had all these questions of things I wanted to know. And after, you know, rattled at him for a little while, he looks at me and he says, Angel, just write it. You'll learn everything you need to know in the process. Just write it. And that was really valuable, like aha moment for me. I didn't have to have all my ducks in a row. I didn't have to have it all figured out. I didn't have to have every answer to every question to get started. And you've heard that a lot here um, from a lot of these stories. Like we didn't know how, we didn't know what it was gonna look like. We didn't know what we were doing, but we started. We turned on the button and hit record or turn on the camera and hit record, right? We just started writing. We just put it out there. We just opened the doors. Like you don't have to have every answer in order to get started. So published book number one, List That Saved My Life. And in a few months, about a month later, I was at a conference where I heard Lisa Nichols uh, on stage. Um, she was talking about her work with Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the African-American Soul. She was talking about all the doors that had opened by her being published in, in this book. She talked about how when Jack Canfield wanted to be become a best-selling author, he did a media interview every single day for seven days in a row, right? Every single day, seven days a week. He was a guest on somebody else's radio show tele-summit, tele-webinars they were doing back then, right? Um, he was doing radio interviews. He was talking to book clubs. He was, every single day, he made it a point to get in front of a new audience, what we teach, OPA, other people's audiences, every single day, seven days a week. And then the book become a bestseller, right? A New York Times bestseller. So he scaled it back to six days a week. I just read another story of another book that they took five years five years of media interviews consistently before they hit the New York Times bestseller list, but then they maintained it for 13 years, for 13 years doing media interviews weekly, consistently. We teach at Media Mastery two interviews a week and one press release a month to keep that consistency and that momentum going. But so Jack Canfield, right, was teaching about how you could become a bestselling author, how to leverage Amazon to elevate your, your ranking, your BSR, your bestseller ranking by getting everybody you know, right? To go and buy your book all on one day using what we call the BAIT method, B-A-I-T. Beg, ask, invite, tell. Right? Get everybody you know to go and buy your book so that your book will raise up um, the bestseller rank on Amazon and you can become a bestselling author. Right? And so here's Lisa talking about this whole thing about Jack Canfield and how to become a best-selling author. And I thought, I'm going to do that. I am going to go and become a best-selling author. I'm going to ask, invite, tell, beg everybody I know to go and buy my book on this one day so that I can become a best-selling author. Of course, I did not know, again, le leaping before knowing exactly. And so I'm watching, you know, Amazon on that day to see my book hit the bestseller rank. And of course it doesn't because, you know, who am I? What am I? What do I know? And so I go home, send everybody home, you know, was having a party. 
now went home and was having my pity party, right? And my husband says, Angel, what, you know, what is, what does it mean? And he's asking me questions. I'm like, I don't know. He says, well, come here. And he brings me into his office, invites me into his office where there on his computer screen is my book sitting in the number one spot in a category of time management. I didn't know anything about categories. I just knew overall bestseller. Right? But that day I learned a very valuable lesson that I teach and continue to teach on how to leverage Amazon and how to run a bestseller campaign. But the reason that I was so motivated to even attempt it and to even try and put myself out there in such a vulnerable way, right? exposing myself to all my friends and family to try to hit this milestone and this accolade, not, you know, not having a big platform, not having, you know, I wasn't an influencer. I didn't have a whole lot behind me, but I felt like I could charge through was because of this story that I heard from Lisa Nichols on the stage that day. And she was talking about when she had this dream to be on the Oprah Winfrey show, right? And who doesn't, right? Let's be interviewed by Oprah. And especially if you're an author, let Oprah talk about your book. And it becomes an instant bestseller, right? New York Times bestseller. And, you know, because everybody's heard of it, Oprah says, go buy it. It's the Oprah factor, right? We've all heard of that. Oprah says, do it. We all do it because she has developed an audience. She has developed a loyal following, which is no matter what you do in business, no matter where you are, what you're selling, you need an audience. You need fans, you need followers, prospects, leads. So no matter what you offer, you have people that will buy it. So everything starts with, and everything is based on your existing database, your friends, your relatives, associates, neighbors, networks, customers. I used to call it your Frank circle, friends, relatives, associates, neighbors and networks and customers. People who are already in your address book, they're in your phone, you've got their email list, you send them Christmas cards. People who have already heard of you is where your business starts, right? And that's gonna be the core flux of who supports you in the very beginning as it builds with leveraging their ambassadorship, right? Out into the world. But Lisa, you know, she says, I wanna be on Oprah because who doesn't? Oprah's already got the list, the audience, right? They're gonna follow her. And she has a dream, you know, one night she's sleeping and she has this dream that she is on the Oprah Winfrey show. She's being interviewed by Oprah on Oprah's show. And she's sitting at the time, Oprah had um, on her stage, this white ivory couch that her guests would, would sit on to be interviewed. And Lisa has this dream that she's on the, you know, on the show, sitting on the couch, and that every time Oprah turns her head and looks away, that Lisa gives the white ivory couch a sniff, like she's smelling the, the leather, right? It's kind of weird, right? She's talking to Oprah, Oprah looks away, and Lisa is smelling the couch, right? This is a, an odd duck, right? And Lisa's so funny, and she's so animated, and she's so charming, and she's telling this story, and you can just picture her, like smell in the couch every time Oprah looks away. Well, she tells her friends, like, I, I had this dream. Someday I'm going to be on Oprah's couch and I'm going to get to smell the couch. 
And she starts telling everybody how she's going to smell Oprah's couch. It's all about smelling the couch. And, and the dream and the story gets less about being on Oprah and more about smelling the couch. And her friends think she's nuts, right? This is crazy. Right? You want to go smell her couch, right? I'm going to smell the couch someday. I'm going to smell the couch, right? And so, of course, as the story continues, Lisa is featured and um, is one of the co-authors and contributors with um, uh, Jack Canfield with Chicken Soup for the African-American Soul. She's interviewed and featured on the Steve Harvey show. She is rising, right, in momentum and media and publicity, and she's becoming a known name, and, and she's being invited to speak on, you know, to all these groups and all these stages, and she gets the call from Harpo Studios. We would love to have you as a guest on Oprah Winfrey Show, right? And so flies to Chicago and she gets herself all set up. She's all being dolled up in the in the green room right behind and, and she's getting ready to go on stage and she's getting ready to have her moment of glory, right? On the Oprah Winfrey Show. And she looks out, you know, from behind the stage, she looks out and she sees on the stage are stools. And if you go back and watch Lisa being interviewed by Oprah, you see she was not sitting on a white ivory couch that day. No, no, she was on a stool because that day they had changed the setup for how they were going to, to run the show. And Lisa, who was there to smell the couch, remember, is disappointed. Where's, where's the couch? There's no couch today, there are stools, but I came for the couch. No, you came for Oprah. So Lisa goes and has this interview, but in her head, right? She's having this, this, this audio is playing in her head. Yeah, but I didn't get to smell the couch. Yeah, I'm on the, but I didn't, I, it didn't happen. Yeah, but it didn't happen the way I thought it would. Yeah, but I pictured it differently. Yeah, but I told everybody I was gonna you know, smell the couch. And how often do we, yeah, but our success. It didn't happen as fast as I thought. It cost more than I thought it would. It took longer than I thought it would. I had to do it differently than I thought it would. We wanna be in control of all the, the variables. And when we are not in control of all of the variables or it doesn't happen exactly as we wanted it to, thought it would or planned to, we dismiss the success. Yeah, but so on this day, I'm thinking I'm going to be a best-selling author, but it didn't happen, right? Um, you know, who was I? I just had this moment, like how many times have we all, yeah, but, and I mean, maybe we did it today. Maybe you got off the phone with somebody or you got an invitation or you looked at your numbers or, you know, figuring out, yeah, but, but I've never done it before, but I don't know anybody else who's done it like this. Yeah, but this is different than I thought it would look. Yeah, but I'm hiring a coach and I'm spending more than I thought I would. Yeah, but, 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 but. Well, after that interview, the, Lisa was approached by a network, the network that said, we really would love to talk to you about having your own show, Lisa. This was amazing. You've got stage appeal. You've got charisma, right? And if any of you have ever seen, seen Lisa, she absolutely does. And she's like, that sounds great. I'm traveling. I'm going on this six-week tour, you know, to Africa and Europe. And when I come back, let's have this conversation. So she comes back and they're going to have a conversation about having her own show on a major network. I mean, this is, this is pretty exciting stuff. 
They said, we were really hoping you'd say yes. So we've already created your stage. Would you like to see it? So they take her into the studio where her stage is set up. The, the audience seating is all there. Her name in gold, the Lisa Nichols show, her mahogany stage or whatever the, the flooring is of the stage. And there in the center of the stage, the Lisa Nichols show is a white ivory couch. She says, hold up, hold up, hold up. She runs over to that couch. She sits on it and she smells the white ivory couch. And she hears this voice, Lisa, all this time you were dreaming of, of smelling Oprah's couch, but it wasn't Oprah's couch. I had a couch for you. There is a couch for you. What you are dreaming of, we, we can't even imagine because we haven't been on the other side yet. We don't know what success is. We can only picture it from where we are, what we've done so far. And yet on the other side, when we have faith and we take action, there is a white ivory couch for you and for you and for you and for me. You have a dream. I have a dream. It is our white ivory couch. And it is there waiting for each and every one of us. So whether that is to become a published author 12 times now, a best-selling author, to launch a course, to create a program, to build a business, to create an impact, to start a mission, your white ivory couch is there waiting for you. I hope that this 100 Days Entrepreneurs of Reinvention is inspiring you to take action, that we are providing you with the tools, the tips, and the resources that you need for us to lock arms and get through these challenging times together. I thank you so much for being a part of it. I thank you for sharing it with others, inviting others to join us. And most of all, I thank you for your stories, for your courage, for your braveness for your boldness to start, even if you have no idea what you are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Entrepreneurs of Reinvention, 100 days of support, hope, and encouragement. Again, follow us on our Facebook group, Media Mastery, and download your complimentary starter kit if you're looking for media exposure by going to my website, makeyourbigimpact.com. That's makeyourbigimpact.com. We'll see you next time.